Hi, welcome to FizzGig. I'm Wendy Althwaite and I admit to being fascinated by fizz, the taste, the tingle and most importantly the trivia. Do join me. We'll explore the myths and the mysteries of the world's greatest sparkling wines. Full disclosure here, I produce English sparkling wine in West Sussex myself, but this podcast is not about our wine in particular or even about English sparkling wine in general. It's about the scintillating world of effervescence. I'll pop a cork and cast a pod on the last Friday of each month, and I do hope you'll be with me. Don't forget to listen out for the pudding at the end. It's a little tidbit that, whilst not strictly on point, amuses me. Pop it in your goodie bag as a little fact to take away. So, here we go. TGI Fizz Day. And today, we're going to tip our hat to Cap Classique. If you say MCC to an Englishman, he'll immediately go misty-eyed and think of a certain Marylebone Cricket Club. Home of the hallowed Lord's Cricket Ground, the guardians of the rules of cricket, and the proud bearers of the famous egg and bacon jackets and ties, because anything else just isn't cricket. But today, we're not talking about that MCC. We're going to focus on the MCC that's Method Cap Classique, the sparkler from the Southern Hemisphere, the Cape of South Africa to be precise. About 8 million bottles of Cap Classique are sold each year and production is increasing year on year. About 20% of that is exported, so most Cap Classique is still drunk domestically. Cap Classique wines are relatively inexpensive, starting at around £12 a bottle in supermarkets and represent very good value for the quality of the fizz. Because Cap Classiques are premium sparkling wines from South Africa produced in the traditional method from the Cape. The bubbles are from secondary fermentation in the bottle, but watch out if it's got bubbles but no Cap Classique on the label then it's not traditional method. Instead, it's been made in a tank in the Charmat method, or it's been injected with carbon dioxide in the SodaStream method. That's not an official term, by the way. It's just my way of explaining what innocent fermented grape juice can be subjected to. If you want to know the trade slang for it, it's a bicycle pump job. And there are lots of these on the market, so it's worth being careful and holding out for the Cap Classique. Your palate will thank me. Cap Classique is a relative newcomer. The first traditional method sparkling wine was released in 1971 by Simon Sich from the traditional varieties of Chardonnay, Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier. Throughout the 80s and the 90s, production grew and some famous names, like Graham Beck, appeared. Other grape varieties, such as Sauvignon Blanc and Chenin Blanc, were also used. In fact, any grape is permitted but most producers focus on Chardonnay and Pinot Noir. Typically, the grapes are not estate-grown, but are sourced from all over the Western Cape in 20 different geographical areas, high, low, cool, warm, near or far from the sea. In a very rough and ready assessment, the grapes are grown on Table Mountain sandstone, granite and shale. But of course, the first thing they needed was a name and the Champenois were not keen on sharing theirs. So South African producers chose Cap Classique Carpsifoncle. 
You may think that the first bit sounds a bit French, and it does, but it wasn't just borrowing French prestige. It was an acknowledgement that French Huguenots fled France for South Africa, bringing their winemaking skills with them. The South African Cape put the cap in Cap Classique, and Carpes Evangel, which incidentally was the name of the first traditional method sparkling wine produced in South Africa, simply means Cape Sparkling Wine. So, if the cap fits? Most South Africans just abbreviate it to MCC. By 1992, the Cap Classique Producers Association had been formed. This association, now of about 80 members, meets and tastes base wines and gives feedback to each other in a continuing quest for quality, as well as marketing cooperatively. They have voluntary minimum quality standards, whole bunch fermentation, the time on the bottle lees must be 12 months, increasing from 9 months, so it's just like a non-vintage champagne, and the wines must have three bars of pressure. So these are, in the main, young, lightly sparkling wines. A further 150 or so wineries produce Cap Classique, but are not members of the Cap Classique Producers Association. It's not obvious who is, or who's not, a member from the bottle, but members are listed on the association's website, if you'd like to check. So, what does it taste like? Well, typically, an MCC focuses on the fruitiness. The Cape produces fabulous fruit of all sorts, and it's hot, so there's no difficulty ripening grapes to bring out the full fruit flavours. However, the heat of South Africa makes it slightly more difficult to retain the necessary acidity. To try and retain some freshness, the grapes are often hand-picked in the cool of the early morning, but nevertheless there are not enough acidity to age the wines on the bottleese for a very long time. So the style of these wines are not particularly aimed at evolving autolytic characteristics from prolonged bottle aging, but instead are simply released earlier and have fabulous fruit. I think the Blonde Blanc do particularly well. They may not be the most fresh or the most refined fizz that you'll ever taste, but they will have delicious flavours, and that's pretty good. One producer though, La Lude, does emphasise its bottle lees ageing and has a novel twist. Or should that be staple? Instead of sealing its wine bottles during secondary fermentation with a crown cap, which is just like a beer bottle, La Lude seals the wine bottle with a natural cork and a staple in the agraf method. Agraf means staple. The cork allows some oxygen through to the wine so it evolves in a different way and La Lude claims it gives more layers in its flavour profile. After disgorgement, the bottle is resealed with another cork and another agraf, so it has a very distinctive, if a little brutalised, look. And a special mention should of course go to sparkling pinotage, which is usually red, although of course white sparkling pinotage is also possible. Pinotage was a grape variety started in South Africa in around 1925, from crossing Pinot Noir and Sasso, which used to be called Hermitage, so the name Pinotage makes more sense. It has strong raspberry and mulberry flavours. 
So Cap Classique is growing in popularity. Nelson Mandela served it at his inauguration, and the night Barack Obama announced he was running for the presidency, he and his wife Michelle launched their campaign with a bottle of Graham Beck. He also celebrated with it when he was elected. It's good stuff. And there's an annual French Hook Cap Classique and Champagne Festival, which this year is at the end of November, start of December. So perhaps see you there. So anyone for pudding? That's if you're not feeling too tired and emotional. This seemingly innocuous phrase elicits knowing looks from the cognoscenti. You may think that it means you're feeling exhausted or even toddlerish, but in fact it means you're drunk. The iconic British satirical magazine, Private Eye, has been using tired and emotional to mean intoxicated with alcohol since the late 60s. It was soon taken up by others, especially by MPs, because you're not allowed to accuse another member of Parliament of being drunk in the Houses of Parliament, so instead you call him tired and emotional, or not quite himself, or overwrought. It's so well known, it's defamatory. The English language is full of words for drunkard. A tosspot from the 1500s is so drunk that his carpal bottle flails about uncontrollably, spilling its contents, whereas a stumblebum clumsily staggers and falls. As a maritime nation, drunkards are three sheets to the wind, meaning that the sails are flapping uncontrollably as the boat rolls wildly from side to side. In England, you're sober as a judge or drunk as a lord. Which reminds me of a story of the famous barrister Effie Smith, who, when representing a drunkard, declared him to be as drunk as a judge, which irritated the judge, who interrupted him with the words, I believe the normal saying, Mr Smith, is drunk as a lord, before Effie Smith agreed, yes, my lord. Effie Smith went on to become Lord Birkenhead and Lord Chancellor. I have no idea what his drinking habits were. But a final word of explanation to my American friends on our common language uncommonly split. When someone in the USA is pissed, he's extremely annoyed. But when someone in England is pissed, he's drunk. So there we have it, Fizzerati. We doffed our cap at MCC, the sparkling star of South Africa, and considered the language of intoxication. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join me on the last Friday of February, when we'll be looking at the dark arts of spin and fizz. In the meantime, may your wine, like your wit, be sparkling. Chin chin. <laughs>